In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. A happy Easter once again to all of you watching wherever you are. We're glad that you are here to worship with us. I love Easter morning. I have always loved Easter Sunday morning. I know a lot of my colleagues, a lot of the big church people, they like all the stuff that works up to Easter Sunday morning, all the Holy Week offices, and I love them too. They are beautiful. But there is nothing like the craziness and the joy of an Easter Sunday morning. I got to see lots of new clothes and church hats, and I see big smiles and children running everywhere. It is so delightful. Except that's not what we get this morning. And I miss it. I miss that kind of Easter exuberance and joy with hallways packed with people making noise. And perhaps you do too. You know, as an extrovert, Easter Sunday morning is like Disney World. It's like my favorite thing, and I miss seeing you all. Today, this Easter is very different than what it has been probably in any of our memories. And perhaps difference isn't so bad. Today, we hear the story once again of the empty tomb, of Mary and Mary going to the tomb and seeing that Jesus is not there. Speaking of that tomb, the gospel we just heard from Matthew gives us two big ideas about the tomb. We'll start with the first. The first is, do not be afraid. You see, Mary and Mary, they go to the tomb. They're expecting to do something sweet to care for Jesus's body. And yet what they experience is an earthquake and the earthquake shakes everything. The guards themselves are so afraid that they are like dead men. And then Mary and Mary see the angel, and the angel is obviously scary, scary enough for the first thing to be said is do not be afraid. Now, do not be afraid is powerful, but perhaps more powerful these days. I hear a lot of people talk about how the world is scary how the world is causing them a lot of anxiety, that this is a dangerous time, and that they feel lost, lost in a kind of wilderness. And yes, the world can definitely be scary. And yes, we can feel afraid. But in the gospel, the angel says, do not be afraid. So what if we decided that we won't be? What if we decide that we're just simply not going to let fear cause us to act in any way that is unlike the way we want to act. What if we're not quite as lost as we think we are? What if we needed simply a readjustment? What if we needed a reprioritization of our lives? You know, I've heard stories from this church of people worshiping together as a family for the first time in years because they can worship at home. I've heard stories of families with grown young adult children who sat down together and made palm crosses out of grass and paper last week. I've heard stories of people caring for those who are shut in, of delivering food to the hungry, of playing non-electronic games, and of having long extended conversations. <gasps> Yes, we have been spending time with each other. And that maybe is not so bad. True, this time period can be full of anxiety, 
But what if we needed a little renewal? What if we needed a little pause? What if we needed our own resurrection? You know, church, what we do here at St. Michael is meant to be an oasis, a place where we get refilled, where our thirst is quenched, where we get renewed in order to go out. We, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, are never meant to stay in church, never meant to stay inside, cloistered together. We are meant to go out, to leave this place. And remarkably, we all cannot come here today. And so we are forced to go out. We are forced not to be in this church building. And maybe being out there in the world is a good thing for our souls. But you see, not everyone knows that that could be good for their souls. Not everyone has a faith community like this that helps us to remember that we have a purpose so much bigger than staying inside. We have a purpose that overcomes any anxiety and fear that we may feel. Our purpose is bigger than all of that. We understand what it's like to stay awake at night, to lie in bed awake, wondering if this is all there is. And we know the answer. No. No, this is not all there is. There is so much more than we can see with our own eyes. So much more that is promised by God. There is a promise and an invitation for us, an opportunity for us to take. And today, today we get to choose Christ again. Today we get to choose hope again. Today we get to choose resurrection again. Which brings me to the second idea that we hear in today's gospel lesson. First, the angel said, do not be afraid. And then the angel said, go to Galilee. The angel said, go, do not stay here, go, get out, go. And what happened when they went? They found Jesus along the way. You see, I think we too are being called to go, to get up and to go, to go out, to leave our comfort zones, to leave our buildings, and to show hope, spread hope, touch others in a safe way, of course, but to remind others that there is more than they can see with their eyes, that there is a promise that we have all received, and that promise is real. For most of us, that is going to happen right in our own homes. You know, I heard a story last week of a family who wanted to create kind of a sacred space in their home. And so they went out in their backyard and they gathered a few foldable chairs and they brought a few little logs out and they put it in a circle and they were going to do church in their backyard with their young children, giving them a sense of kind of going to church. And as they walked out in the yard and they all sat down, the service began on their little tablet and they sang the song. And as the prayers were continuing, the father leaned to his young daughter and he said, so at this point we go, and the daughter said, shh, daddy, we're supposed to be quiet in church. And I love that story because that young child knew that church is not this building. 
Church is where you are when you worship God. One of my favorite comics is a single image of a mother and a child and another mother and child sitting on a subway car. And one mother and child are both playing on little electronic devices, probably their phones. Across from them is another mother and child who are both reading a book. The mother with the phone looks up and says to the mother with the book, how did you get your child to like to read? The implication being, you teach your children how to be. We teach one another how to be. We are the ones who actually today get to inherit this promise to be our own resurrection and to help others understand how to be Christian in the world, how to do this Christianity out in the world. But it's not going to work if we only use our words. We have to actually do it too. I've heard so many stories of people over these last few weeks who have said they've never been able to really do this Christian stuff at home. They're confused. How do we do church at home? How do we pray at home? How do we sing and participate and keep one another engaged at home? And my answer is simply, start with you. You first. Us first. We are the ones who bear this hopefulness into the world. Start with us first. You know, we can learn a few big lessons about being church at home. The first, I think, is that being Christian is not just something we do on Sundays. It is, for lack of a better phrase, a lifestyle. Well, of course it is. But how many of us simply come to be Christian here? You're Christian when you're at church, but when you're not at church, well, you kind of let that go. No, no, my friends, we get to today in a very new way, find our own resurrection and renewal and refreshment to be Christian every day, wherever we are, to bring forward God's promise. And the second thing is that we get to give without actually getting a lot in return. We are all sitting somewhere watching this service, participating as we can, but you're not here in the building, to touch the flowers, to see the candlelight, to hear the organ in person, and yet, we have all received already the greatest gift. Giving back from what we have received without getting all the stuff we might expect is so good for our souls. What if this Easter, we realize that we have so much, that what we are missing today is a drop in the bucket from what we have received. What if we become the evangelists that help to spread this good news all over the world? What if we become the church wherever we are and invite people in to help bring about God's kingdom now? We know we're not alone. We know we will never be alone because God is in us. God walks with us. God carries us when we are anxious and fearful. And God reminds us to never let that fear take control. That hope wins. That life wins. That love wins. And that resurrection is real. Alleluia. 
because Christ is risen. And I give thanks today that the church has left the building. Amen.